Hello everyone, and welcome to the JRPG Report. This is our Sunday special, and it's going to be episode 32. And let's have a little fun. Let's talk with our good friend, Dalton. Say hello to the fine folks, sir. Hey, everybody. How you doing today? <laughs> Do you want me to call you a guitaro man, Dalton, or just Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to. You can just call me Dalton. I actually, uh, I earned that that title uh, in the Tad Pog Nation. It's like another podcast. I was doing in their group, and uh, the the podcast guys were like, he needs a title. He's really good at guitar. We'll call him Guitar Room, man. So it kind of stuck. <laughs> they thought about that for about five seconds and then named, named you after PS2 game? Is that what that was? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was like PS2 and GameCube, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play that one. It looked pretty trash, but it's a good name. You know, I play guitar. I never played it either. <laughs> I think that's one of those deals like, you know, Rock Band and Guitar Hero and those type of games. It's like the people who actually play those instruments is not who they're trying to get in there. Yeah, for sure. I will. I will give Guitar Hero credit though. It got me used to using my pinky more, so <laughs> th- that that actually did translate over to actual guitar playing. But other than that, yeah, that game was just you know it is what it is. It is. It's a lot of fun, but that's not for actual players. Have you played the new Guitar Hero where you had to do uh, frets on the top and the bottom? No, I haven't. I have not. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I'm. I was barely able to do the previous one, so they they made it more complicated, and it wasn't good. I was a. Uh, I was always tempted to get. I think it was called Rocksmith, where you could plug in your actual guitar. Yes. But I never did get that either because it seemed like it was a whole expensive rig that you needed for it. I. You know, my buddy actually. I think he just gave me his copy for uh, PlayStation Three, and I think you just needed um. Needed the special cord that came with it and it plugged right in. I don't, you know, obviously you you need an actual guitar. That's that's the expensive part, but yeah, yeah. Well, I've got plenty of those. <laughs> so oh, we okay. <laughs> we've talked for uh, two minutes and not mentioned JRPG. So let's just stop it right there. <laughs> uh, we, we'll get back on track. Uh, literally, we're kind of just going to have some fun today, Dalton. I know we want to talk about some Persona stuff, and we'll kind of piggyback off your yes, review sir. the other day. Um, my first question though, and I have to say, cause I know where persona five stands in your pantheon, all time favorite, correct? Yeah, pretty much. It is pretty much claimed to that spot. So what has persona four golden done now to, has that swayed your opinion at all? Or, I mean, obviously five is a technically better, a game from a, a you know, technology standpoint, but how do you think they two stack up? Man. So that was the question on my mind the entire time I was playing four. <laughs> I was like, all right, how how is this going to live up to five? And in many ways, it did, and in many ways, it didn't. Right. And I give it credit for credit is due that that game did a lot for being a PS2 slash Vita game. Right. Like, um, But I will give it this. I think that the characters and the development of the story as far as your friends, four takes the cake. I agree. Uh, five, it made me realize that five had a lot to do, but you're, you're, there were only a couple characters in five that I really got super attached to, whereas opposed to in Golden... I felt like I loved everybody but Yosuke. I, I was going to say, come on now, not Yosuke. Nobody likes him. <laughs> no, no, like, yeah. And you know, he never he never really redeemed himself for me. Like He was okay. always just kind of this... 
annoying, uh, loudmouth. I don't know. He reminded me of Ryuji. Like, I feel like that they've done that character twice now. Um, though, uh, I don't know. Ryuji grew on me more than Yosuke did. Absolutely. I think Ryuji did a great job. He did have that redemption. And I thought his character matured, you know, greatly from the beginning of the game until the end of it, to where I actually liked him as well. But Yusuke never quite did that for me, now. Yeah, he, uh, besides him, and man, <laughs> I don't want to, like, jump too far ahead, but Teddy turning into a human was one of the <laughs> creepiest things. It was one of the creepiest things when he was like, ta-da! I was oh, like, gosh, yeah. I don't know how to react to this. No, and it only got stranger there on with this character. Like you, you thought a giant, you know, plush stuffed teddy bear was was creepy and weird, and him as a human was was somehow even creepier. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I love that he, he didn't like quite have the grasp on what he was saying. So like when he kept talking about scoring, yeah, <laughs> I could tell. I could tell that he really ha- didn't really know what it meant. You know? What I mean? No, no, scoring with the babes. Yeah. <laughs> I love no. Yuki, Yukiko's just like, can we stop bringing that up, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, just as a whole, the characters were so much better in 4. And that takes nothing away from 5. That just speaks to 4's greatness, because 5 is a better game. Like, the battle system, just how smooth everything is, the graphics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that small town, <laughs> the friendships, I a, yeah. I had forgotten that the older Persona games didn't use the... Uh, Shin Megami Tensei, um, how to capture the demons. Like they, like the, uh, I can't think of the word negotiation. Yes. Yes. That wasn't there. So I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. You have to draw cards. Mm. And it's a lot different. Yeah. And then them not having the, uh, the pistols. I remember that they took those away from the first game. I think the only, the first persona had them up until five. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting noticing all the little differences. Yeah, it's cool the uh, way to say they've gone along over the years. I feel like the fusion system was easier in four compared to five. Yeah, and it might be because they were less persona. There's a lot less, <laughs> especially <laughs> yeah. once you start putting like the DLC ones in there. Because I noticed that with Royal, I'm like, good lord, there are so many in here. It's not even funny. Um, yeah, for sure. I man, you know, I gotta. I I will tell you this: playing four. Fantastic! Really made me want to play Royal mm, again. Or no, you haven't played Royal yet. That's right. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to get it. Really get into Royal yet? Yeah, you just sit around doing nothing all day, right? You ain't got no time for. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you are a busy man with your uh, with your podcast and uh, doing all kinds of fun things. I mean, you are pretty much a professional gamer. Well, you've took on that task with uh, with your podcast, I guess for now yeah and if i could start making some actual money at it that'd be great i'm not sure how you pull that off unless i mean not to be sexist or anything unless you're an attractive female it seems like it's gonna be hard to get people to pay you to do something like that yeah yeah i i understand that completely or even or even like attractive dudes like sometimes i'm going through twitch and it's like all of the people who are that have thousands of Twitch followers and their you know streams being watched by ten thousand people. They're all super pretty. <laughs> like it's it's never some dude named Jack from Arkansas who you know who's got five thousand people watching him. It's always like 
Wandissimo or something. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like no offense to like Mr. Beast or anything like that, but most of them aren't looking like that. They're, they're typically very yeah. attractive people. Yeah. Well, uh, this does not reflect the views of the JRPG report, <laughs> but f- full, full shade at that Dr. Disrespect dude. I don't um, get him at all. I don't like, know. Yeah. I don't, I've never understood, and this is kind of jumping uh, off topic a little bit, but I've never understood streamers that are like a holes on purpose and just super or loud and obnoxious. I just, I've never understood all of that. I don't understand that just in general. You know, those people, yeah. but let alone streaming, it seems a little weird, but you know, mm-hmm. there, there's people that go to those restaurants, you know, that all they do is belittle you and throw rolls at you and stuff. And they pay money that, to do that's that. True. <laughs> well, that's <guess>. true. <laughs> there's, there's a market for everything apparently, but uh, I, I guess, you know, we're, we're so we're, we're going to go on a lot of different tangents today. I guess it doesn't, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're just having some fun today and that's, that is all right. So you you finished up Golden, and you say that makes you want to play Royal. Are you going to, or does that not really fit into your schedule? So, I I've basically figured out that I'm going to get in my gaming that's not related to the podcast on weeks that we are doing shorter games. Okay. So I might actually get some royal time in this week because this week we are covering um, Doki Doki Literature Club oh and uh, Through the Woods because for October we're going to do all horror games. Ah, that now, sounds like fun. I got to ask, do you know anything about Doki Doki Literature Club? Uh, the only thing I know is Doki Doki Panic, so I don't think that's the same game. Not at no. all. Okay, so... <laughs> Doki, okay, it's, it, this game is free, so anybody who's out there, um, well, okay, before I recommend it, let me let me finish talking about it. So, can I take a guess before you say anything? Yeah, is, absolutely. Is it one of the the four girls uh, romance novel with dudes or something? Okay, so <laughs> sort of. Okay, sort of. It is it is disguised as one of those. Oh, okay. It is. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you because, but it, it um, it's basically the the game is designed about being a dating sim. Okay. But in the beginning of it, when you first click on it and it's loading up, you get a warning it says, "Warning: This game is not for anybody who suffers from depression or anxiety, as it could seriously trigger you." And then you click OK, and then it's like, no, seriously, there are images in this game that are highly disturbing. Please be warned, if you have depression or anxiety, this game could affect you negatively. I've never seen that before. Me that, either. And that would and, probably make me not want to play, to be honest. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's, free, it's free to play. It's free on Steam. Um, okay. And so I was, I was immediately like, all right, I got to see where this goes. Of course. And I don't want to spoil anything. It goes. I, I think it, it gets a little graphic for me to bring up on this show. I'll talk about <laughs> it on our show, if you, you know. But it, uh, it it takes a turn that you would never expect to see coming. Wow! And without giving away too much, by the time the end of the credits roll, the game has deleted itself. Oh, like you can't play it again? Well, like you would have to reinstall it. And then it asks you if you want to load your previous save or start over completely. So, like, but it deletes the game, and you would have to reinstall it if you wanted to play it again. Wow, 
So it's did, wild. Did it give you thoughts of depression while playing it, or was you think that was just like they had to put that in there? I think that they had to put that in there because of some of the imagery in the game. It didn't okay. make me depressed. Uh, I mean, there was—I <laughs> don't know if that's the right way to say. There were depressing moments in the game, but I didn't come out of it feeling depressed. Okay, not not, like, not as much as when you thought Nanako was. Uh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. To, to to bring to bring it back to there, bro. I messaged you and I was like. I have tears in my eyes and I don't even have to tell you why. And you're like, nah, you don't <laughs> No, And I felt so bad because of course I know what happens, but I'm like, Oh man, that's just terrible. Right. Like, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> I, had let, I had let you experience it in my mind, you know, in five, when I was thinking about Shiho, my first experience with that, I was like, Oh, she's not going to jump. Oh my goodness. She jumped, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm playing through four and the whole time, the whole game, I'm like, Man, nothing better happened to this little girl. Mm. Man, nothing better happened to this little girl. She's so sweet. And then she gets kidnapped, and I'm like, oh, Dojo was going to lose his mind. And he did. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, that but, was, that's one of those moments that you, you just cannot forget in all of gaming. It is so powerful. It was. It really it hit me hard. I was like, oh, no, not Nautica. <laughs> and I don't, you know, we're, we're talking about things specific to Persona 4 Golden. Guys, the game has been out for a long time, so I'm sorry if we ruined anything for anybody. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the original game on PlayStation 2, so you know, you've had a while to play this one. Yes, it may be new to Steam, but uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I will say... That I, and I told you this in the beginning, and I was right. I was right. I yes, knew you, from the you, call, you called it right away. I'll give you credit. I knew it was a catchy because <laughs> he just gave me that vibe of uh, the guy from Five. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, he's just like a, a, a catchy or a, a, a Goro, whatever. Um, the detective, yes. Yeah, yeah, both detective guys. That have similar names. Yeah, I get you and I get you. I think it's a, just a letter difference. I believe so. Hey, but yeah, I, I was like, man, there's something odd about this dude. He looks he looks weird. His hair is kind of... No detective looks like that unless they're always <laughs> frazzled. Mm-hmm. And But I, will, I did not work on his social link at all. And I don't know if I missed out on stuff because of that. Okay. You might, I, I don't know either because I don't think I went down that road either. I uh, I mostly worked on my party. I know everybody in my party. I got to ten and got their uh, you know their persona level up, whatever it does to turn into the super persona. Right. <laughs> Which is what you do. I mean, that's that's just no different in five too. You always work on your favorite party members first because you get a benefit from that in battle. Yeah, I uh, I had Yukiko maxed man within like two months of in game like. I just hit it. I hit it hard because I was like, I really like you. And then, of course, I had her as a girlfriend in the game by the time I met Rise. And then uh, I was like, uh, oh, Rise is really cool. And then I ended up really liking Marie, who is the golden added character. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man. And it gave you the option to have more than one girlfriend. But I'm like, uh, I know that'll come to bite me on the some point so i don't want to do that no you can't do that exactly you you could go's best girl so you have to stay with her that's the way it yeah. is <laughs> i tell you chie almost swayed me too in that like 
man, she's like my best friend. I'd marry her. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, she's not. She- she's not the one you date. You just marry her at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're both forty. We're still single. <laughs> we like beef. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch kung fu movies and, and eat, <laughs> eat ramen and beef. And just be happy together. Yep, yep. That's exactly <laughs> who she is. Awesome party member and a, just a great character. But yeah, she's pretty far down the ladder. Yeah, I uh, I think by the end of the game, my party consisted of me and the three girls. It was uh, me, Yukiko, Chie, and Naoto. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's easy to keep it that way. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I really liked Naoto. Like that was a cool character. Her and Kanji both. I really liked what they did with Kanji. Yeah, because you know they there's a, there was a lot of insinuation there, but in the end he kind of just realizes that he's he, he's just him. Yeah, and like he's gonna make a doll for a little kid, and if you don't like it, he's gonna beat you up. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know when you see a character like him, like if that game came out now, that wouldn't be that big of a risk. But when this game first came out, that was a pretty big risk to make a character like that. Yeah, and I think Naoto, same thing with the, oh yeah. A girl I mean, pretending to be a boy. Yes, they they tackled some big time heavy stuff in that game. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, Ryan watched me play on Discord at one point, and th- there's there's a curse word. So if you have to censor this, I'm sorry. But it was one. <laughs> it was something that Kanji said when uh, te- they they dressed Teddy up, and Teddy's in his new clothes, mm-hmm. and Yosuke looks at Kanji. And he goes, Kanji, what do you think about Teddy? What do you think he looks? How do you how do you feel about it? And Kanji's like, What's that supposed to mean? He's like, well, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to know, like, you know, what you thought of him. And Kanji goes, oh, so you're asking, what you're really asking is, Kanji, can you please come beat the out of me? Yes. Because <laughs> it was the best. Like five minutes. Oh, it, that is an absolute great scene. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, and then I love the reveal where they show him the receipt. Yosuke's like, you paid how much? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think I really had him in my party, but he was the constant, you know, comic relief for that game. Yeah, for sure. And I, I loved that the first time I used Kanji, that his his starting weapon is just a steel chair. So I was like, hey, I'm used to that. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. Like for, he's a wrestling guy or something. You know, yeah. It's a steel chair. <laughs> I, started, I started thinking, he does kind of look like Sandman. Just a little <laughs> bit, yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, all right, so you're gonna you're gonna try to get into Royal when you've got some time. Um, obviously, you don't know what JRPGs are coming up on your podcast. What what are some ones that you kind of like? You're like, I really hope that we get into it. You know, here soon. Well, I have a list of them pulled up, so I can scroll through and look at them. I know um, right, right offhand. Uh, Atelia Riza. Okay, good. Yeah, because I've heard you rave about that series, so I really look forward to getting into it and checking it out. Um, I've read up on it, and the time limit thing seemed a little strange to me, but I don't think Riza has that. Right? It does not. That's one of the best things is they finally got away from that whole time limit thing. Awesome. Yeah, it, that game looks really interesting. I know that is it like a dungeon crawler, but then you also do crafting or is it just all crafting like so it it by far replaces much more of an emphasis on alchemy and having to make items in order to progress in the story and, and do side quests you're gonna be doing okay. a lot of alchemy and, and 
obviously then you have to gather a lot of items to do those with. So, you know, you say dungeon clutter, but not really. You're just going to be going back to some of the same locations in order to gather the ingredients that you need. You can also buy a lot of stuff too. Okay. So, you know, this is like, I don't know if you go all the way back, I think there's like the, 12th game or something so they've had a while to get the formula and get it better (laughs) Um, i i love it i hope you do as well it is certainly not for everybody (laughs) but i saw it was a lot of fun and and kind of lighthearted i i tend to like games that aren't for everybody like hyperdimension neptunia (laughs) like i am so into the neptunia series that i almost feel bad about it no, because no, you shouldn't. People, some people were like, oh, man, that game's just nothing but fan service and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, man, it's funny. Like, the game is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, that is in there. But, you know, if you really dig into it, it's pretty, you know, it's a satirical look at the gaming industry with anime characters of well-proportioned. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I, I, I look forward to them too. I have, uh, all the main series on the list as well. So do you have, uh, I, I guess it was only in Japan. What the new one is based off of that game. I forget. Cause it's yes. insane. Okay. Yeah. So when they, when they did the original Neptunia series for the PS3, uh, they were kind of meh. And when they re-released them for, it was either PSP or Vita. I can't remember. It was one of the two. They called them the Rebirth series. Okay. So the first one is Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 1, which is what this remake in Japan is of. Okay. And uh, I that's the only one I've beaten so far. Uh, I We didn't play it for the show, but I beat it before we, we started the podcast. And I really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to diving into it again with updated graphics and stuff. It looks awesome. I, I've got that one for Vita. And I think that's why it looks familiar is because I think it might be that one. It looks, it looks like it at least. And I really enjoyed it. I just, you know, honestly, the graphics weren't that good. (laughs) So Uh, I think this is going to address those needs pretty well. And I mean, even in uh, mega dimension, Neptunia V2. Okay. I've called this game seven forever, (laughs) but it's it's V2. It's (laughs) It's victory two. Um, But that game is, I think, the, the one that came out on PS4, and its graphics are good, but they're not Final Fantasy level, or they don't have that Dragon Quest polish. You know, you can tell that it's not a AAA super-duper game, but, man, I just, I love Neptune. She's such a good character that I just, I put, <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, I, I hope that we get some info on this one pretty soon about it coming west because I think it could I think it could do pretty well. I mean, you come out at the beginning of a system life system lifestyle, and there's not that many choices, so I think it could actually sell pretty well if they will get it over here quickly. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, they'll get at least one from me. <laughs> <laughs> that we'll make it two. I'll go ahead and pick it up as well. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Looking at the list here, let's see. Uh, Disgaea 5, I know that's not really JRPG. I mean, kind of is, but I just want to see the ridiculous damage that I'll be able to do because <laughs> I'm hearing about this Disgaea 6 and just doing ungodly amounts of damage. <laughs> uh, it's not a... It's whatever's past trillion and zillion. It's like that next number is the damage total that you can do. It's, it's the entire screen. Uh, <laughs> like there's no more room for numbers it takes up the entire screen and you go up to like level 99 million uh, that's I mean, insane it is insane 
So yeah, I, I don't know this one. You know, five doesn't go that far, but it still goes pretty darn high. So, <laughs> um, so then we've got all the Final Fantasy games that we haven't gotten to yet. But okay. I, I will say that uh, oddly enough, I'm looking the most forward to playing Twelve. Have you not played that one? I've played some of it. Uh, okay, I had it. I had it for PS2 back in the day, and I played up into a spot that I just couldn't get past. Yeah. Um, and then I have it on PS4. And okay. I played it, but then, you know, other stuff comes out and never went back to it. So I've been really looking forward to seeing how that game wraps up or seeing if maybe I've seen the best of it in the beginning. I don't know. No, no. I, I, I hold that one in high regard. So you've got the Zodiac Age to play through. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Good. Because that is, that is definitive. It is a great, great version of a great game already. So now you, <laughs> that game just gets crazier towards the end. You definitely want to finish it up. Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've basically everything I've read and experienced in that game. It reminds me a lot of Star Wars. It's definitely got those parallels. You're absolutely correct. Um, hey, I think you'll I think you'll dig that one pretty well. Um, and then Grandia and Grandia Two. You know, I've heard, always heard such great great things about that series that I'm looking forward to getting into those. Um, I do. I do. I will say that Factory Sealed covered grandia uh recently and Mm -hmm. we're talking about that they it didn't age super well i can see that yeah it's but i still look forward to it as long as you accept that idea that it is an old game i think you'll be okay you're not going to go into it and get the experience that you would nowadays that's just not what you're looking for but uh especially the first one the humor (laughs) lasts forever there are some quirks to it and you're going to be like ah this is really irritating but there's no way to fix it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I played through E7, and that had some of the little quirks like that because of being an old PSP game or whatever. But, uh-huh. you know, you kind of just take that with it's an older game. You know, those things are going to be there. Yep. There's nothing. It's like, tr- <laughs> it's like tr- trying to play Persona 4 with Persona 5 in mind. It's like, okay, no, I have to remember that this is its own thing. It's limited by it's the time of its release. <laughs> It is, and I think if you can accept that, you'll get a good kick out of it. Are you how? So I know how high you hold Yee's eight. What are your feelings about nine? I've, I've been curious about this for a while. Dude, I honestly haven't looked into much about nine yet, other than I know it's called Monstrum Knox, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I have seen that people are not exactly happy with the way the graphics look, <laughs> and. That's that's all I've really heard about it, um, other than things that you've mentioned and posted. Um, but I haven't really read into it. I want to, but at the same time, I kind of just want to dive into it when it comes out. That's cool. I, now, I will say this. You mentioned the graphics. It looked terrible the, when at first. And like this latest series of trailers that's come out here recently, it looks great. So I'm not... Because it's darker, so I think it's just... You know, you took the light uh, island water type vibes of eight, or at least what I saw of it. And then this is in a dark prison city. There's a lot of dark going on, so it's not going to look as pretty, of course. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I like the dark aesthetic sometimes, you know, depending on the atmosphere of the story, that can really fit. So I I know uh, on our list, we've got uh, Ease Origin, uh, Ease Six, Ark of Nephishtim. And this series has such weird names. And then, of course, Ease 8. But then the one that I didn't realize was a remake is uh, Ease the Oath and Felgana, 
is mm. apparently a remake completely of Ease 3, which was released on Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo and, yeah, yeah. And it's like they took it from a you know the side scroller or whatever it was on the Super Nintendo, and they actually made it a full fleshed out game. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm looking forward to those as well. You know, that, that series is just, the combat's always been super fun to me. I remember, you know, seeing it back in the day, and I just, I saw it, I was like, I don't think I can play that, and I I just never have. It is certainly, you know, based on your recommendation, I want to get into 8 and try it, and then 9 eventually. But you're you're the first person I've heard, besides myself, try to pronounce Ye6, <laughs> so I'm glad you... <laughs> They yeah. they are impossible. Like I love this is Monstrum Knox. I know how to say that at least. Yeah, yeah. But like, what is Napishtum? It. I don't. I think it's another. It's like all Japanese. <laughs> you know the names for the characters. They just make all of them up. So they, yeah. this is the same for the title. It's like the Lacrimosa of Donna. Is that is Lacrimosa? On eight, yeah, I think it's Lacrimosa. Okay, Sam. So I'm, I'm from uh, the south, so it's Lacrimasa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And then two more series that I'm looking forward to, and I'll just, well, actually three, and I'll lump these together um, because I don't want to take up too much time just going through this list. But uh, the Nino Cooney games, excellent. um, The the uh, Tales of Viseria, Symphonia, and Vesperia. Okay. I. I did not get Zestiria the other day. Okay, I was going I to wonder. I, I, I was like, it doesn't sound like he's going to pick this one up. Yeah, I talked to myself out of it relatively quickly <laughs> after our conversation. Well, you know, and I think we should tell people about that, that you you know, you know, saw Zestiria on sale for $10. So, well, and, you know, you, you heard me bash it, you know, for years now. And you're like, you know, is it, a, is it that bad? And I was like, you know, I've said this before about mini games the context of price and you know, if, if you buy it day one and you've been looking forward to something and it lets you down, it's completely different than picking it up for $10 a couple of years later. And you're like, eh, it could probably be pretty decent. Yeah. And and I thought about that because I've dabbled in the tales series, but never really fully like got into one and played it. So I was thinking, well, if I started with Zysteria, it's only up from there. That's true. So, <laughs> so and you know, and, and you should technically you should play it before you play Berseria. I think you'd get more out of it that way. Um, and certainly, you do, I don't think you want to do that in reverse order because Berseria is a much better game. I think you'll be like, ah, I see why I don't like it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over the years, I've heard nothing about but good things about Symphonia and Vesperia. So yes. I'm really looking forward to diving into those. Symphonia has got such a great story. It's slow. By today's standards, that's going to be your only thing. Like, oh man, this is a crawl. At the time, it wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember some of those days of, oh my goodness, all right, you got to go to this town. It's going to take thirty minutes, and you're going to have a battle every three steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm talking about like the battle speed in particular. Oh, like, okay. it just feels like the people are crawling, and stuff just takes a while. And yeah, you you get to traverse that whole place. Eventually, you get some fast. Some faster options, but yeah, a lot of walking, a lot of uh, mysterious now, monsters. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I'm my my brain's kind of foggy right now on the Tales series. The Tales combat is similar to Star Ocean, isn't it? It's very similar. I think it's superior in Tales, um, just because you, you kind of get more of a it's a two D 
in a 3D plane, so your characters lock on and they automatically run in a straight line, whereas Star Ocean is pure 3D. You can get you can miss a lot of attacks a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, no, I've always preferred Tails infinitely much more. Gotcha. And then uh, you know, Trials of Mana. I that that I'm looking forward to getting to and finally being able to beat because I played it and played it and then started a podcast. <laughs> And you do have to abide by the rules of your podcast. You can't just pick what you want. Uh, yeah, I, I almost, respect it. I almost wonder if I should have went bi-weekly for uh, you know the show that when we're playing eighty-hour games and stuff. But uh, I try to do what I can every week. It seems eighty hours is a lot to cover in a week, no matter what. Well, <laughs> yeah, we we definitely have had to bust some games up into parts. Which yeah, well, like Final Fantasy Eight was three parts, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and analytics are so strange on that because it's like the first episode is the most popular episode we've done. Oh, wow. The second episode has less than the third episode, but the third episode had you on it at the end. So I'm thinking that's why some of that, that's got some extra views, but it's like part two has less views than part three. And I'm like, well, peep some, someone missed something here. <laughs> that is kind of odd. You would think you'd have to listen to part two to get part three. Yeah. Well, I'm so, glad, I'm glad I had those extra two fans to come and get part two, three <laughs> up there. <laughs> yes. We appreciate it. Um, and then I say, I saved this one for last to bring up because I know that, uh, you and Jordan both have been talking about this a lot lately. I have the legend of heroes games. All you got all the sky and cold steels to play through. I have, uh, all the sky games and then I've got cold steel one, two, and three. Oh man. So yeah, you, you just signed up for a 500 hour, you know, <laughs> voyage through time there well uh and until i can find some work down here in florida <laughs> i have nothing but time <laughs> but i will say that uh you know with our podcast the steam machine we uh run a randomizer to choose what game we play and this is the the series that i said if this comes up I don't care which game in the series it picks. Mm. We are playing these in order. Yes. Yeah, you have to. That'd just be ridiculous. Like, I don't mind, you know, if if one day that I get to Styria and I end up having to play it after Basiria, that is what it is. Um, if I play Nino Kuni 2 before 1, even though I know they don't link up. Yeah. You know, but Or the Hyper Dimension Neptunia series, I'll play those out of order. I don't care. But from what I've heard about the Legend of Heroes, I really think I need to play those in order. You should, uh, you know, I, I've famously told that I played one, two, and three of Cold Steel before I played Sky, and you would get, mm -hmm. you would definitely get much more out of it. Not to mention, it's the evolution of the series as well as the story, so it's it is kind of harder to go back and play that old system because I mean, and there's you know the Crossbell games are in between those two, so you're going back a couple generations in terms of tech. It's it's not easy to do. It'd be much better to do an order, and you'll get more out of it. You'll, you may even love Sky more. I don't know. It's, it's, it is so much fun. Man, I tell you, from the time that I put in the first game, I know we've we talked about it. I think maybe the first time I was on the show that that game is just so camp, not campy, uh, homey. Like uh -huh. when I when you play it, there's like it does like a warm spot in your heart. It just nestles in, and it's just I don't know the graphics, the the characters. I really enjoy that game a lot. It makes me very sad that that game did not come out, you know, for us to enjoy when it did, because it would have been an instant, like how many more fans would be into Legend of Heroes now if they could have played it 
back in 2005, you know, when that first game came out, it would just be, it'd be huge. It'd be, I think it'd be right there with persona instead of right behind it. Now that game came out. It didn't come out here until it came out on handhelds, right? I believe so. I think Vita was the first to, to get those. And that series started on what PS one, PS two, PS two. I do believe um, there might have been some random ones in there, but as far as I know, because I think that's what it says when you load up on Steam is like two thousand five, something like that. So that man, that seems like forever ago now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it it does show <laughs> that the the Steam versions are quite cleaned up. Like those uh, direct, I think it's direct eight version of it. Yeah, I loaded up the original version. I was like, "This doesn't look so hot," but then the cleaned up version really shined. Like, they did a good job in making it look how it's supposed to look. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so one other game that's on my list that you're currently playing, and I want to talk to you about a little bit, even though I know you've been talking about it, is a uh, near. Oh yeah, yeah. So I know that you have uh, kind of switched thoughts on this since starting playing. I have, like, I always wanted to play it. Obviously, it was sad in my backlog. Um, and I didn't play, you know, the originals. Uh, uh, this was, Automata was the first one that I got to dive into. And I loved it. I really, really loved every minute of it. And uh, so have you played any of them or tried Automata at all? Um, I tried Automata. Um, I, when I first got it, I, you know, loaded it up and played it some, and it really threw me off. <laughs> The, the beginning, yeah. I'm like, all right, so <laughs> this is probably like a you know, hack and slash a la Devil May Cry or something. And then uh-huh. I come in and it's a shoot 'em up. And I'm like, it's it oh. absolutely is like they somehow made at, at times it's a bullet hell shooter mixed in with a 2D, you know, with, with an action RPG. It's I've never heard, you know, the idea sounds completely ludicrous. But they but pulled it off well. It works. It. it works so well. Like you just gotta get past that first initial part, and in no time you'll be to where you want to be at. I, I have a buddy of mine. Have you beat it yet? I did. It was. Yeah. It's short. Like I took it's seventeen hours to beat. It's super short. I uh, I've had two different people that messaged me when they were playing near that said, "Man, if you liked Persona Five, d- d- this game's story is almost as good, or if not better." You uh, gotta play this, and I'm like, it's gonna be hard to beat Persona Five. Come on, so I wanna... now, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> it is Thank cool. You. It is a cool story, but come on. <laughs> no, yeah, you, I, I, you can't put a hundred hour story into seventeen hours. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If that's that's like saying, oh, this movie is better than this two season Netflix show arc. It's like if they were, mm-hmm. okay, for, for example, if they'd have done, like if they do a Dragon Quest movie, or yeah. they did do the Dragon Quest movie. They did, yeah. I would have <laughs> rather have seen that as like a series to make it a little longer so they could flush out more. Yeah. They, they, they definitely somehow squeezed a really long game into an hour and a half, but obviously you had to cut stuff out. Yeah. I mean, for what this, for the story that Nier tells, it's fantastic. It's short and sweet, and it's got some big, you know, weird concepts in there. But no, you're not. You're nothing even close to <laughs> what's going on in a, in a long game like Persona Five. 
but I loved it. I, I, there's no person I would not recommend that game to. They've got easier modes if you know you're not very good at it. And I, I wasn't very good at it, but I could afford tons of healing items, so that helped. And um, you get some upgrades to where you every enemy you defeat gives you like thirty percent of your health back. And there's small enemies, so there's oh nothing. damn yeah. You, I pretty much turned into an invincible tank at that that point. <laughs> That's what's up. That's, yeah, that, that that sounds that sounds awesome. Yeah, I I love like when games give you the ability to be just a beast. Of course, I mean, yeah, I mean, like there's a tons of different options that you can go. You could make yourself, you know, faster or deflect damage or any, all these different options. It's however you want to play. That's just how I chose to play because I'm not very good at it. For sure, yeah, I know when uh, we we just got through playing uh, and. I apologize. These aren't JRPGs, but we were playing a uh, Marvel ultimate Alliance for the show. And oh, okay. I, me and Ryan went completely different. Ryan had a team stacked with giant dudes that were hard hitting. Uh huh. And I had speed. Okay. <clears throat> like my team, I think was a uh, Deadpool, black Panther, Wolverine and uh carnage, I believe. Okay. And it's just all kinds of speed and stuff where he, whereas Ryan was using all the dudes that are seven foot tall and jacked like professional wrestlers. <laughs> and but that's the beauty of games, you know. You can play however yep. you want to play, and there's a tons of combinations in that. You got so many people to choose from. For sure, I you know. I was thinking the other day, I would like, and it's kind of, it would be hard to do, but a game that is a JRPG at its core, but is the style of say Skyrim or something along those lines where it's this big vast open world where you can go out and as you're leveling up you can kind of make yourself into the class that you want to be and there could be plenty of games out there like that but I haven't personally dove into one that I've felt like I because some most times in JRPGs there are classes that you are specific to like mm-hmm. okay so these are the classes that you have to choose from or this is the gist of what your character is. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played a game, if at all, in the JRPG realm where they're like, here is your character. It is a blank sheet other than maybe like an MMO. Yeah, that's typically not what JRPGs get into. I mean, you've got a little bit with like Dragon Quest and the vocation systems. Um, and, you know, some of the Final Fantasies you can change. But by and large, it does kind of stick to that for me. I think when... Honestly, I think when some of the developers get away from that, that's when you get problems. Uh, <laughs> and they, oh uh, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. It was, yeah, <laughs> it, seems it can like, lead to issues. Yeah, I mean, open world seems to be Western, and, and while you can have open world elements, but that's always been in JRPGs to a certain extent with the exploration. But um, yeah, that's that's not where they shine at. But I I understand what you're saying, and I think it could be done, but just I. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure there are examples. I just can't think of them either. Yeah, and I was just sitting here thinking, like, a first-person JRPG would be pretty cool, too, but then I remembered, like, I could just play Etrian Odyssey, and I'm pretty sure that would (laughs) would cover it. It's it's something like um, uh, Fallout, but for... Or I guess, um, what is that one? Um, Borderlands is sort of like that, right? In a way. Yeah, yeah, in a way, in a way. Yeah, that's you've got, you've got stats and stuff that you can level. That you're, you're talking on things that I'm not very fluent on. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think 
if a, if a company could successfully <clears throat> interweave those those ideals, I think that, that 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 could either be really cool or it would be you know a hot pile. Yeah, you, you I, never know. I kind of feel like the fans would just be like, I don't even want to touch it, even if it is good. Unfortunately, yeah, probably the fans on both sides. Like it it wouldn't. Of course, the way the world is now, it probably wouldn't be this thing that brings everybody together. It would just completely axe them in half and <laughs> it, done. Yes, it would fragment them into even angrier <laughs> segments. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. All right, Don, let's take a pause here, and uh, we'll come back on the other side of our break, and we'll talk some more fun stuff. All right, buddy? All right, let's do it. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the JRPG Report in our Sunday special conversation with Dalton. We brought him back for a few more things to chit-chat about before we wrap it up now. Uh, Dalton, you, you kind of told me you, I'm very disappointed you've not listened to both episodes of the, <laughs> of the Tokyo Game Show podcast yet, uh, so you didn't see a whole lot going on. Let me go ahead and get your reaction to a few things. So did you... Um, Obviously, we got the announcement about Final Fantasy 16. What are oh, your boy. what's your uh, read on that one so far? It, it looks fantastic. Um, I am very happy to see that it's going back to more of the medieval aesthetic. Oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, f- 15 was cool and all, but like to me, that didn't feel like a Final Fantasy game. Like it should have been named like Four, four Bros or something. <laughs> and but. 16 looks really good. I wish it was turn-based, but I've kind of adhered to the fact now that Final Fantasy has gone the action RPG route, and if I want turn-based, then I need to play Dragon Quest. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely correct. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, I, I it's funny, if they did come out and go turn-based, I think there'd be the exact same reaction in the opposite way, that people would be like, whoa, what? I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what, what is this is this is so 1998. What are you guys doing? <laughs> is that an active time bar? What is this? ATB. <laughs> <laughs> no, and but you know, I was of the opinion that I thought remake did an excellent job with an action RPG system. I was expecting something more like that rather than you know, let's bring in this guy who made Devil May Cry, and that's what the action looks more like to me. Yeah, that's it. Kind of did look like that, um, and I did not know that it was the guy from the Devil May Cry series working on it. I know that they brought in Yoshi P. Yes, which is the story. I mean, it's obviously it's it's Final Fantasy XIV's look. So Yoshi P's the man, though. Yeah. Like uh, I know you're not a big MMO guy, but like ever since he took over fourteen, dude, fourteen's really good. The the stories for for being an MMO game, that game has really good storylines. Well, you know, I would have been actually fine with an offline MMO type of experience more. I just, it had me on every part of it until, until the battle system. Cause it was look, it looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I just, eh, just wasn't looking for that type of battle system. Yeah. It's understandable. Not everybody's into the MMO combat. I know, uh, I don't think Ryan's very fond of it either. No, you know, I, it is what but, it is. You know, when I was younger, I played World of Warcraft and then moved on to Final Fantasy. So <laughs> it is what it is. It yeah. is. And yeah, I know. I We literally just talked about how cool the combat is in Near Automata, but that's called Near. 
it's not called Final Fantasy. You, you have a certain yeah. expectation, you know. It'd be like if the next if Persona Six was an action RPG, all of a sudden that would be really, really that make a lot don't of people you, upset. Don't, don't you? I'm knocking on wood. Don't you dare say that out loud. Put that juju into the universe. I do not think they would ever do such a thing. <laughs> Um, it does appear that Persona and, um, uh, gosh, Dragon Quest are safe. I was going to say Legend of Heroes is safe, but after, you know, that last tidbit I read last time, it does appear that they are going in a different direction on the next, next one. So, hmm. I wonder how much they're going to change up. I don't know. It, 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 it was very vague, but it would definitely indicated something not quite the turn-based action that they we've got going on right now. I got you. Um, now, oh man, my mind blank. Go ahead. That's okay. I didn't know if that we lost connection for a second or if you had a. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was I was thinking, and I'm like, yeah, my mind just it just went out. Whatever I was about to say. And that is all good. So uh, we talked during the break. Uh, a game that you're looking forward to just got a PlayStation Five announcement: the new Yakuza Like a Dragon game. So you're are you a, are you a fan of that series? And just this one looks cool, or this be your first one? I I own Yakuza Zero, and I've played it, and I I had fun with it. I I haven't gotten as deep into it as some people do um and I, maybe that's because i'm not as far into the game where i'm not like owning nightclubs and going around doing karaoke and stuff it's just all been pretty much missions so far but uh i think taking an the the complete opposite of what we've been talking about they're taking an action game and turning it into a turn-based rpg <laughs> it's kind of crazy yeah apparently that's like the dude's favorite type of game so he envisions that as being the how the enemies fight in the world yeah, um, I was watching, uh, I think I believe it was a Happy Console Gamer talking about it, and he's like, uh, he said that the main character in this Yakuza Like a Dragon is obsessed with Dragon Quest. Yes. <laughs> and that, that's tremendous. It it, it really is. The, the, the other parallel that I found, at least with some of the enemy types, is um, I just I couldn't help but think this, because you've got dudes in baseball uniforms with baseball bats, like a full uniform, like they just came from a game. So I kind of got like an earthbound feel with like the zany enemy types, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you, have you not, you've not played much of the Yakuza series, right? I've never played one. This is be the first okay. one that obviously has, uh, piqued my interest with the battle system. There are already some wacky characters. Um, I know in Yakuza zero and I wish I could remember his name. There is a guy, and he is named like Mister Beats You Up or something like that. Fantastic! <laughs> I, but he's this big giant dude who you'll randomly see him, and you want to avoid him because if you get into a fight with him, every time he punches you, he takes money from you. Oh man! That's and he can up. he can drain your your pockets, man. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he is so hard. Uh, yeah, so I mean, there's just really wacky little things in there, and then when you're doing karaoke, you can go do karaoke. Um, you start off seeing your character on the stage, and he's singing in a karaoke bar, and then all of a sudden, he's just like got a bandana on, and he's shirtless, and there's a crowd, and there's like a band behind him, and there's this whole performance <laughs> thing. Like, dude, it's it's so just wild, and great i love it <laughs> i i like it in the idea that 
at least, you know, the Japanese made a Japanese game with Japanese looking people in it. I've never understood why it's all white people in these Japanese games like Persona. It's like, none of these people look like they go to Japan high schools. This is weird. (laughs) For sure. Totally. Um, Well, you know, uh, I, this is what, this is actually what uh, my mind blanked on a minute ago. Persona. I was reading something where the, the guy who writes Persona, I can't remember his name right offhand, but he, they were saying that he wants to take, persona six out of japan mm. you, you because, had shared that with me yeah yeah the, the, he was saying that uh he wanted to do that for five he for five he wanted it to be a backpacking trip across the world hmm. maybe that's kind of why they put like hawaii in there yeah that could be so i think that would that's an interesting con- concept of traveling the world and getting persona that i, I don't know it, that could i mean it could work I don't see why not. I mean, they've kind of done all the different types of places in, in Japan, so maybe moving it outside would be kind of cool. Yeah. I, I know initially when you said that, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> how, well, they can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't too keen on it at first, but the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, it could work. It could work. Um, I hope <laughs> they kind of don't do it, but if they did... I'd still play it and check it out. I, I absolutely would. And that's so there's a, a random thought that popped in my head was one of the possible locations for the next Grand Theft Auto is actually Tokyo. So that would be kind of interesting if Persona moved out of Japan and GTA moved into it. But I mean, that's we, we have no idea on either one of those fronts. It's pure rumors. Dude, Grand Theft Auto in Tokyo would be sweet. <laughs> well, you've always had Yakuza. So, I mean,. That wouldn't be that far of a stretch. Totally, but I don't think you can drive in the Yakuza games, so being able to drive <laughs> around Tokyo would be sweet. It, it See all the and stuff. Be. I know. Especially with graphics these days, dude, and Rockstar, they would light Tokyo up. They would. I, I absolutely adore all those games, so that would be fantastic. And I love the... Uh, the fact that in Japan, I, this was a joke in the movie Tokyo Drift, which was like one of two Fast and Furious movies I've seen. <laughs> That's but, too too many, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're telling you're telling me. But there was a joke that race cars over there are so fast that cops don't even try to chase them because their cars aren't fast enough. Seriously, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I I can see that. <laughs> the, the cops they'll drive by and the cops will just look down and just report it and be like, yeah. I'm just reporting in because not even going to try. <laughs> Their little Hyundai cop car is not going to catch up to them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and not to mention those dudes just hit nitrous and then they're gone. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. Would they wouldn't even be able to get a a, a tag number at that point? They're gone. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so. I have not listened to the episodes of the Tokyo Game Show. Was there anything that uh, surprised, like surprised you? Not to rehash it, but um, I wouldn't say surprise, and I I didn't think that it would be that type of show this year with it being all online. You were just going to get your presentations. I I, I was surprised we did not get anything at all about Tales of Arise, like not a peep. Um, I thought there'd be just some sort of blurb, like. Guys, we know that you're concerned about this one. We're going to put those fears to rest. It is still in development. Here's a, a brief look of something. But we, that thing has went completely off the radar. 
Yeah, I, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot about it. Yeah, well, that's the problem. <laughs> that's like that's Japan's most. If uh, they put out these polls, and that is the most anticipated game in Japan, and has been for a while. So, it wow, is, I didn't realize that series was that big over there. It's huge. Like it is. I mean, it's not Dragon Quest huge, but it is. I mean, that's the next big game. I mean, that's going to be the next triple A JRPG whenever that is. Yeah. Uh, I, isn't it isn't it Dragon Quest that they only release their games on like weekends now, so people don't not go to work? Yeah, that was the deal. Like the the workforce <laughs> just didn't show up if it came out on a Tuesday or Friday. Everybody would just call in sick, so they just had to they had to move. I forget which one it started with. It might have been like seven or eight. They're like, guys, we can't do this. This is it's shutting down the economy. <laughs> I mean, that had to make them feel good. Like our game almost destroyed the economy we should start releasing these on saturdays yeah i that's that's about as high praise as you can get for something you know we always joke about when a system comes out that you know people would do that here in america but it's it's nothing like when a dragon quest game comes out in japan i can't even imagine no i i wasn't anticipating hearing about uh dragon quest 12 that's that's a long ways away um I thought we, I, I guess it was cool. You know, we got Yakuza's PS five version coming out. We've got Atelier Riza two. It's got a PS five version confirmed. So that was good to hear. Uh, nice. Yeah. I, the big, you know, it came out before TGS, but a lot of people are talking about the sky six quite a bit. Um, at least my conversations with people and it's not been positive really at all with the move to 3d. I, I haven't looked at it yet, but I do know that that series has a huge following, and I have assumed that changing the visuals is going to piss people off. Yeah, that's exactly what it's been. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and it's kind of one of those deals like 3D has been around for a long time, so the move to it it seemed kind of odd, and I don't think people were impressed with anything, to be quite honest. Man, oh, I guess I need to. I guess I need to look at some screenshots. I mean, they didn't. Is it like chibi style, or did they go full fleshed out characters? It, I mean, it's the same look. It's just a three D model of it. Um, oh, okay. Like okay. as as far as I could tell, like I said, I've never really played them before. Secondly, go off what I know, um, but it just looked like it. Would, it's what you would have expected them to do twenty years ago, and they just didn't. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I, I right, don't, yeah, so yeah, I, you can head over to the JRPG Report YouTube channel, and I've got <laughs> gameplay. There's like 23 minutes of gameplay, so you can see exactly what it looks like. They're not. Oh yeah, I'll have to do that for sure. Yeah, they're not hiding anything, but yeah, there's a lot of people like, what is even going on here? They don't, they don't understand any of it. So, I hate to see that because that should be something people get excited about, not ticked off about. Yeah, for sure. It always bums me out when there's a new game coming out and the the fan base just loads it. I'm always like, I feel, I always, I even if I'm one of the people who loads it, I feel bad for the people who released it because they're like, all right, hopefully everybody loves this thing, and then it comes out and everybody's like, this is hot garbage, and they're like, oh no. <laughs> uh, another one that you may find to be humorous and has hot garbage, maybe a, a term for it. Now I don't know if it's a a port. Or if it's like some sort of offshoot, but they're making a Yeez 8 mobile game. 
Dude, I saw something about that. Why? I don't know. And it's not Falcom. Like, they got somebody else to kind of get the assets and work on it because they ain't got time for that. But it, is, it a, is it a port of eight to, to a phone? Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's not called uh, the subtitle. It's just Yeez 8 Mobile. So I, that makes me think that it's some sort of offshoot. It's not a direct port of it. Huh. Yeah. You know. Ugh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I could picture that in my head working. I mean, not that I would really play it, but in Ease 8, there's a lot of going out in the island and exploring and gathering and having to find other castaways and stuff like that. So if they did like a mobile thing where you're trying to build up your camp and then you're sending people out to do missions and stuff, like they did the Final Fantasy 15 mobile game. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if you ever played that hot pile. But it, it, uh, oh, it no, oh, God, no, it looks so bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it was rough. I, I remember downloading the thinking, like, oh, I like Final Fantasy 15 well enough. I'll check out the, the mobile, uh, little tower defense, whatever it is thing. And I loaded it up and I'm like, oh, this is garbage. And then <laughs> they released the, the pocket Final Fantasy 15. And I didn't even check that out. I'm like, no, I'm checking out. I'm, <laughs> well now uh han says that that's the best version of final fantasy 15 so i don't know really? <laughs> just because they took it back to more of what it should have been i guess i don't i don't know um I, a funny story i've got a friend who uh she was like hey my husband is all into this final fantasy uh game i know you play it she's like do you want to play it with him i was like play it with him what are you, what are you talking about and i, then I was like oh She's like, yeah, he's playing on his phone and plays has been playing it all this time for two years. He's like, I ain't going near that garbage. Get get out of here. <laughs> like for a, for a second, I thought you were talking about the uh, the fifteen multiplayer update, and I was like, oh, I'd, I'd have been at least open to that idea, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't know what you'd even do on that game. But I ain't playing it with anybody. Uh, I'll tell you this. Um, I know you have your opinions about 15. I have made it more playable for myself um, via the modding community with all four of my dudes are now the Power Rangers. That would make it infinitely better. <laughs> it's sweet. You're just driving around as the Power Rangers just fighting. So like, it's, it's fantastic. That that game could have been fine. It just it had way too much going against it. Yeah, uh, I do think it has one of the cooler moments in gaming, in my gaming memory, when uh, you see, I think it's Adam Antoys for the first time, when you're just driving along and the mountain stands up. Oh, yeah. Like, that was really cool. <laughs> it, had, but, it had moments that tried to redeem it, and then you go back to playing it, and you're like, well, I don't even know what I'm playing. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm doing good. I kind of care, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so I don't know if uh, you're, you're wanting to wrap it up here soon or not, but I want to, before we do, uh, yeah. I want to bring up, and it's not a JRPG, but we both love it. So I want your opinions on Ratchet and Clank, the new Ratchet and Clank game coming out. I hope I was hoping that's where you're going with it. <laughs> uh, it is, it is safe to say that that, game is going to be what cost me $500 to buy a new system. Uh, right. Dude. That, that's it. It looks so great. 
I was like I, that and the new uh, the new Oddworld game I thought looked really good, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these games are coming out for PC, so I could just get them on PC. But then Ratchet and Clank is not, and I'm like, ah. yeah, I know. Or, right. or, or just you know, you've got all these like, yeah, right. buy the PS4 version, you get the PS5 when it updates. That's you know, that's great. That's a cool feature, but give me an actual reason to buy a new system, and that's it. Um, yeah. Spider-Man looks great. I want to play it too, but I can only play my new Ratchet and Clank on PS5, and I I could not be happier with it. I'm so glad they didn't try to like you know because the last one was a remake of the first one. I was like, yeah. I don't want to see Going Commando in a remake. But the, <laughs> that re- that remake was good though. I will give them that. Oh, I loved I it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I absolutely <clears throat> loved it, and I'm glad they did it. But a brand new game with some really cool new mechanics. And a way to show off this fancy new system, I cannot challenge yes, mode and then get all the gold bolts. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. So what I, is what is going on when they get separated and there's female Lombax that shows up? I I don't know. I, I when I saw that, I was like, oh, is there going to be like a split timeline type thing? That's cool. Oh, there. I mean, there's so many timelines right. going on. It's just who knows what's going to go. Yeah, down. and it it looked like the ability to jump between them is like seamless. That's what I don't get. Like you know, I always try to say like what you know. Okay, this looks like a pretty PS4 game. I don't think you could do that on PS4. That looks like next generation. Yeah, that's 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 solid stage drive working <laughs> for sure. Oh man, you know, and I I have a, I have a qualm with these with these games, and it's not it's not with Ratchet and Clank itself, but okay, so we got that Ratchet and Clank remake it was mm-hmm. awesome yes we got we got the crash bandicoot remasters they were great spyro got the remasters i don't know if they were good or not but they're on our list they look good um man where is my jack and daxter they kind of refuse i mean didn't they they brought that out didn't they is with just the hd version uh, i mean they a full they did, remake they did like a little yeah they made it look a little good for ps4 but I want like give like how they did the crash one, two, and three. Just give me Jack one, two, and three remastered fully. I, I don't know. Do you think I mean Naughty Dog hasn't really announced that next project? Could be. Yeah, man. They if they could just like let Uncharted die for a while. Hey, and, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I, oh, love, not, I, I love Uncharted. I love Uncharted. I, I grew up a huge fan of Tomb Raider, and I love Uncharted too. But they've done four of those. That's yeah, cool. Let yeah. those rest for a while, uh, and then they did Last of Us as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that one okay. too. So, so you know, they've done that. Let that chill for a while, and mm-hmm. let people continue to stew over it or praise it, whatever they're going to do, and <laughs> give me some freaking Jack and Daxter. Well, I mean, we all know there's going to be a Last of Us Part Two PS5 version. That's that's coming. We all, but as far as a new game or redoing one, I don't know what they're working on. So that would make as much sense as anything. Uh, there's a lot of fans that would be clamoring for. It. Now, I was a huge fan of Part One, and it, the series kind of lost me as it went along. I see. I only played Part One. Oh, okay. So then we're on. We're in agreement. That was a great game before he got all buff and crazy looking. So. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I never had a chance to play two and three, but and that would be my introduction to be able to being able to play them. But I, that first game, man, is so good. 
yeah, it's it's just classic go exploration, collect things as you're going along. Good stuff that would look so good. It doesn't even have to be, you know, make it a it could be PS4. There's no need to make it a PS5 game necessarily either. Yeah. Or hell, do it for Switch. You know, I mean, it wouldn't look super good on the Switch, but it would look better than it did on PS2. I don't think Naughty Dog is going to start working for a different company. They're they're pretty much Sony, so that's the only problem with that. Oh, yeah, didn't even think about that. <laughs> didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're you're right. That'd be. Is there any other of those old series that you'd love to see kind of make a comeback? Uh, um. Well, I'd like to. Well, Microsoft ran rare into the ground, so that kind of just takes yeah, all of those out. Yeah, that's that's sad. Um, man, there was an old PS One game that I had a lot of fun with. Uh, Croc. <laughs> I played a lot of Croc. Oh yeah, yeah. If they could bring that back without tank controls, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> True three D. Yeah, that would be. Uh, my little brother was coming of age at that point in time, so I had to play a lot of croc levels for him to help him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were going to say uh, PS1. I thought you were going to say Blasto or something. I remember Blasto. It <laughs> uh, was ridiculous. I, I had a PS1 game that I would love a remake of too. Is a, it was called Jersey Devil. Yes. Played a lot of that one too. And that was a really fun game. Like there are a lot of games from my childhood that I would like to see remade, but it's just because I'm selfish. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people that don't care. <laughs> it's so weird because I mean we've gotten no shortage of remakes and remasters, and there's like there's a few of them out there like well why haven't we seen those or you know or would it would it really work was was the magic of the time and trying to rebottle that magic just wouldn't work. Yeah, or you got the you know I don't want it to be a cash a cash grab. Like, why did they feel the need to remake the first Modern Warfare? Like, that game's for one not that old, and two, Call of Duty has been the exact same game since Modern Warfare. So, like, it, I feel like that they've just released the same game every year with a new story, but they just do not change almost anything. But that's my opinion. I know first person shooter fans going to get mad, but they probably don't listen to this podcast. So I'm saying I can't imagine any of them do No, <laughs> No, that's that, what's funny. You know, call of duty started world war two and then they go back and they make another, they remade that one, didn't they? Or they just said, we're going to be in world war two again. I think they just <laughs> did another world war two game. Yeah. It's like, we're just going to retcon the first one. It didn't happen. <laughs> People don't even remember it from being back then in that type of game, but yeah, I was I was playing Medal of Honor back then anyway. Oh, I loved Medal of Honor. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, there's I mean there and you know, we we've I don't know me and you, but we've definitely talked extensively about all the PS1 games that need to come back and and JRPG wise, but they'd have to be I mean they had to be all these would have to be built from the ground up. So Oh yeah, for they, sure. They would take a lot of time and you know, you, you look at what's going on with with FF seven remake, these are long games that when you make them now, they are going to take a while to be done. If not in multiple parts. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think a game that could really use that, that to help it out is the legend of Dragoon. Yes. Because I, I've, I've heard that game aged like milk. Oh yeah. It, I can see it not doing very well without just being completely gutted and started over. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
but yeah, man, there's there's a ton of possibilities, and I guess only time will tell what we receive from the developers. I kind of feel like PS4 was a good chance to do that, and like going forward into PS5, like I I really don't want to get you know a remake and another remaster. Oh, here's the 4K version of it now, and here's the this and that. Yeah. Like it's got to end at some point. Oh, dude, we're, I already know we're gonna get. Skyrim on PS5 and Xbox. Well, we have to. Sun's got to hold you over until the next one, which is never coming. By the way, they're just they're just making you think it's coming. Yeah, right. It's coming. (laughs) Thirty (laughs) twenty for PS7. It's coming. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, uh, touching back on on Tokyo Game Show, that was really the big stuff. I I mean, there was so much that covered. I, I can't quite. Uh, remember it, remember it all, but we'll have other, other chances to talk. I'm sure. Oh yeah, man. I, I'm always down to come on and chat with your brother. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I was going to think what, what you need to play. Maybe after you, if you do get to Riza, uh, before, you know, like Riza two comes out, we can, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because it is so different. And like, I, I know I have my opinions on it, but I'd love to hear a fresh take on it, so to speak. Yeah, for sure, man. I can do that for you. Cool deal. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Hope you guys have had fun. Uh, We just sit around talking about sometimes JRPGs and a lot of times old PlayStation 1 games. So that's what you you get. (laughs) Sorry about that. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Dalton, why don't you send it on home, buddy? All right, everybody. Do us a favor. Get out there and level up.